It's a Northwest Lifestyle Weekend on Como News. Welcome to the Fast Lane. Nick Miles is our auto expert, so drop it into gear. It's a green flag. Here's Nick. It's time to talk cars on your weekly automotive experience. I'm Nick Miles with the pit crew of Ryan, Chris, and Jen. We're going to have the most car-crazed people on the show today. Of course, what would a car show be without car-crazy people? A Roman Mike is going to be here, an executive producer and publisher of the Fast Lane car, TFL. He's going to share TFL's best track of the year. Janelle Grigsby is going to be here. She is Nissan's West Coast PR manager. She's going to tell us about the brand new kicks from Nissan. We're also going to go through their Star Wars collection. If you have uh, seen the movie Star Wars, you'll know that it has an association with Nissan. They had the Rogue One for the last episode of Vehicles. Uh, Ryan and I saw that released in LA a year ago. And now they have, I think, seven. We counted seven vehicles in the collection of Star Wars. They're not available to buy, which is kind of sad but they are available to uh, look at lick touch feel taste and uh, they're kind of cool as well made by the lucas arts guys who made the special effects for the vehicles and anton anton wallman will be here uh anton is a very interesting individual he's from sweden he is an independent investor and he is also a uh, expert on alternative fuels and energies he likes to call himself an analyst i call himself somewhat a comedian yeah, he is a genius and he has a lot of insight uh, into the show. So uh, before we get started, uh, we're going to talk about Tesla Model 3 with him. Before we get started, uh, what's been going on? Well, this is the first regular show. We did some holiday specials over the holiday period. This is the first regular show. We've had the whole team together in our new Our Auto Expert studios. And uh, the interesting thing is that went on before the show, we've we've done radio together over the last couple of years as a team. And I have uh, I've been on morning shows uh, Seattle, Portland, done morning shows and radio for many years. However, this is the the new experience for us of our auto expert. The thing that joins us all together is we're all freaks and car freaks at that. Uh, we like uh, vehicles and so we do a lot of TV together. In fact, uh, I was in San Diego uh, this week doing live TV for the Fox affiliate down there and an interesting experience happened to me. I was sitting in the hotel lobby and just waiting for somebody to come down to go to dinner with and this guy who has a Toyota sign on his shirt comes in and goes, oh my goodness. I have followed your career for many years. I am such a fan. I can't believe you're actually sitting here in front of me in the hotel lobby. And I'm like, well, yeah, hey, it's nice to meet you. Thanks very much for being a fan. He goes, not only have I followed your career for many years, but I am also probably the world's number one NASCAR fan. I'm like, uh, this isn't starting to make much sense now. It's not, it's not, it's not making any sense to me. So I said, okay, um... Thanks. I'm not really a NASCAR commentator, but thanks anyway. And then he goes, and I told all my friends that Rutledge Wood was in here. They totally didn't believe me. And I went, oh, I really have to tell you I'm not Rutledge Wood. And he happens to be six foot five and I'm five foot four. So there was, there's a big difference. So he's not the number one fan. Well, apparently he's not a fan at all. Hardly. <laughs> that was a little embarrassing. Then uh, adding to that as well, which about three minutes later, some guy comes out and goes, oh, I can't believe you're sitting here in my hotel lobby. Here we go again. Another guy thinks I'm Rutledge Wood. And uh, this guy said, oh, didn't you do Mini Texas States last year? And I said, oh, yes, I actually did do Mini Texas States last year. And he goes, oh, yeah, God, I was on Mini... And I said, thank goodness. It's like, there's something about being recognized twice in a day as the wrong person. At least someone recognized me for me. So uh, really what I've been doing is uh, touring the country, doing a Fox Sports show, and also doing uh, Fox, uh, Fox Morning Affiliates, Como in Seattle, uh, talking about cars. And that's really what we 
do on this show is talk about cars. All those guests and more coming up this morning as we continue our auto expert. And uh, we're going to have the team give you some fun facts. It's coming up. More Our Auto Expert with Nick Miles is coming up on Como News. news time to set it on cruise control this is our auto expert here's nick miles welcome back to our auto expert i'm nick miles you're listening to america's automotive radio show keeping you connected on the automotive expert scene nationally celebrated and locally created uh, we are going to be talking to roman micah who is uh, the big cheese at the fast lane car and the fast lane truck roman thanks for joining us it comes to that time of year when we're looking at I guess a recap of everything we've done in the last 12 months and you guys at the fast lane truck have been looking at all of the new trucks for 2017 so you came up with the list of what you thought the best vehicles were is that right yeah we've uh, put together a list of the best trucks of 2017 and of course as you know nick 2018 is going to be the year of the truck there are gosh potentially three new trucks coming out and you have to keep in mind that only trucks come out maybe once every 10 years. So when three of them hit the market at the same time, hit the auto show circuit, it's a big deal for us. Yeah, absolutely. So let's just recap what those are. We're talking about uh, the Silverado we know is coming. It was revealed in Texas. Uh, I think the closest everyone got to is like 150 feet away from the Chevy Silverado, right? Yeah, I was there and uh, it was, well, you were there too. So we were both there. We, We got, you know, the sneak peek of this helicopter coming down with a truck hanging off the bottom of it, and then they kind of drove it around the field and brought it up on the stage, and before we could get any closer to it, you know, to see what the interior looked like or what was under the hood, they drove it off. And we will get to see it in Detroit, though. You'll get a bit more of an up-close-and-personal. I mean, we've talked to Chevy about it. Of course, they won't tell us anything. They just said, hey, yeah, you, you know, there was pictures of it, but that's about as much as you got. Do we know anything about that new Silverado? Well, we know a couple things. We know that the Trail Boss has a 2-inch lift on it, uh, they disclose that, and we know that uh, it looks uh, much more, I'd say, aggressive. It's got these kind of slinty eyes, and it's got uh, off-road stuff on it, right? Big wheels, big tires, big mirrors, beefy suspension. I mean, you know, this is just by looking at it from like 50 feet away. Off-road trucks are red-hot, Nick, as I'm sure you know, and so I think there's a definite reason that uh, Chevy decided to put their best foot forward by showing their most off-road worthy truck instead of showing just a regular straight-up Silverado. Here's the big question though, Roman. Ford went to an aluminum body um, last generation and Chevy have been saying, you know, our our vehicle is much more durable with the steel, but we know they've been experimenting with aluminum. So are they going down the road of replacing some of that steel with something different? Well, there's a rumor in the industry that they're 
they're actually going to do a titanium or some kind of composite potentially bed. So it could be plastic, kind of the way that the Honda Ridgeline is. It could have some kind of special materials in there, like some kind of titanium or carbon fiber or, you know, these are all rumors, of course. There's a huge battle going on in the truck world between Chevy and Ford. And as you know, Ford is winning it. In 2017, I think Ford sold just over 800,000 F-150s and all the variations. And if you combine the Silverado Chevy with GMC, they only sold about, I think, close, not quite 700,000. So Ford outsold them by 100,000 trucks. And that's a lot of trucks and a lot of money that Chevy's leaving on the table. And I think uh, they're feeling the pressure. So yeah, they might do something unique. They might do something hybrid-y. We don't know. We, we don't know. You know, it's going to be an exciting year because Ford is coming out with a diesel version of the F-150. And I think that makes it the fifth or sixth powertrain that you can get in an F-150. So Chevy has really got to go and, and, you know, do something spectacular. And, you know, dropping a truck from a helicopter is a good start. Well, what about that new Ram truck? I know that you know that that's coming out here soon. What do you have to say about that? The, the new trucks that are coming this year are actually, that we know that are confirmed, are the, the new Ford F-150, which isn't new. It's refreshed with the diesel, a three-liter diesel. Of course, the new Silverado is coming. And the third one that is definitely confirmed is the Ram 1500. Now, we've seen spy photos of that truck running around, uh, and once again, it's got kind of more slinty-eyed look to it. They've, they're going with that kind of Italian mustache grill. It used to have, um, Rams for the longest time used to have a very classic American kind of a in-the-crosshairs look on their front, right, on the grill. Now they've kind of gone to more of a, for better or worse, an Italian mustache, because of course Ram is owned by FCA, which is owned by the Italians. Uh, and so, the Italians they, are they, good. Italians <laughs> are good. <laughs> They've continued that theme in the new, new, new 1500. I suspect we're going to see uh, different powertrains. Now, you guys know, of course, that the new Jeep just came out, and they surprised us by putting a hybrid powertrain into a Wrangler. It wouldn't surprise me if something similar happened with the Ram. Excellent. Well, you hold that thought because we want to talk more about that Ram. We also want to talk about what you've driven over the last year and your Golden Hitch Awards. We'll be back with our auto expert. We're talking to Roman Micah from the Fast Lane Truck about the hottest property in automotive. We'll be right back. Keep listening. Nick Miles, our auto expert, is moments away on Como News 1000, FM 977. Start your engines, and they're off. Back to our auto expert, Nick Miles. This is Como News. Welcome back to our auto expert. I'm Nick Miles. On the phone with us, Roman Micah from the Fast Lane Truck, the Fast Lane Car, talking about the uh, brand new vehicles coming at the Detroit International Auto Show. So let's pick up where we were talking about the Ram 1500. That is currently the number two seller, is it, in the United States, right behind the F-150? It sort of flips between Chevy and, and Ram for that number two position. Yeah, it's, uh, I think when, you know, all the, when it's all inside, at the end of the year it'll be the number three seller after Ford, Chevy, and then Ram. It's the oldest half-ton truck in the market right now so it's you know it's been 10 years since we've seen a new Ram and unlike Ford and Chevy Ram only really has two engine choices. They have a 3.6 liter Pentastar and um, that's a V6 and then they have the Hemi which is a V8 and both Chevy and Ford offer a lot more powertrain options. I think that's one of the things that's been holding them back so you know it's going to be an all-new truck coming out with all-new styling. We don't know about the powertrains. It's an exciting time to be a truck guy or gal right now. The other thing that 
that's happening in Detroit. We suspect now, this is not confirmed, but the rumors are swirling that Ford is going to introduce a new Ranger. Yeah. And as you know, Ford has been out of the mid-sized truck market, the small trucks, for a long time, Nick. Uh, they basically pulled the Ranger from the United States. They continued to build it through the rest of the world. And the reason they did that was they didn't want to, in their words, cannibalize sales of the F-150. And then, of course, the Tacoma was the bestseller in that segment here in America. And then Chevy came back with the Colorado and just uh, blew everybody's doors off. They sold over 100,000 Colorados last year. Uh, and I think Ford took notice and it made them bring back the Ranger. So we're expecting to see, I hope, a new Ranger in Detroit this year, which would make it for three new trucks, which is pretty incredible. Yeah, and, and that, I'm hearing the same thing too as well. And I guess we'll find out uh, very close to the show. The other thing I, I noticed with these uh, guys is it used to be we'd, we'd see the base model or sort of a mid, mid-grade model. And then as the truck got older throughout its life cycle, they would introduce special editions. They would introduce beefed up versions. But it seems like a lot of these guys now are coming out with their best foot forward and doing the most beefed up version first, right? So that seems to be the new idea for the truck. Yeah, you know, Nick, this is a crazy thing, right? Once upon a time, trucks were, you know, the biggest tool in a workman's tool chest or a workwoman's tool chest, right? They were basic transportation vinyl floors, roll-down windows. These were just basic work trucks. And somehow over the last decade, trucks have become family trucksters and they've become these extremely opulent and expensive. And part of that probably has to do with the tax code. Um, things that, that, that entire America is buying. So, you know, as I'm sure you know, one out of four trucks is sold in Texas. Uh, but that trend is now moving through the rest of the United States. So we are not too far away from a $100,000 truck, Nick. I'm, I'm not joking. I think right now we priced out the most expensive truck we could, which is a Ford F450, and that came in right around 94000 And when you throw in taxes and such, you're probably at 100000 But we're not too far away from a $100,000 truck, which just blows my mind. And the, the one thing that you, you know, it's not much comfort when you're spending $100,000 on a truck, but you can actually get some relief by uh, from tax relief, can't you? If your vehicle weighs over 6,000 pounds, I think you can get uh, a few thousand dollars off the tax. Yep, it's America, gosh darn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Roman, America. this is exciting. We still haven't got to what you found the best vehicles of last year. We'll get to that in just a moment. As our auto expert returns, we're talking to Roman Micah from the Fastlane Truck about the best trucks for 2017 and the new ones for 2018. I'm Nick Miles. Homo News 1000 FM 97.7. Our auto expert with Nick Miles will be right back. News 1000 FM 97.7. Jump right in and put the pedal to the floor. Our auto expert with Nick Miles continues. Welcome back to our auto expert. I'm Nick Miles with the crew here and Roman Micah is on the phone. Uh, We are your radio show for everything about cars and uh, if you'd like to be part of the car nation you can find out anything at ourautoexpert.com Roman Micah on the phone with us from the fast lane truck Roman you put a lot of testing into your vehicles and 
and you come up with what you think is the best vehicle every year. It's called the Golden Hitch Awards. So explain to us how the awards work and what vehicles have to go through to get there. Yeah, so we uh, test trucks the way we think people use trucks, real-world testing. And luckily, we are here in Colorado, so we have one of the steepest roads, which is I-70. And what we'll do is we'll take a truck and we'll put as much weight behind it as possible and we'll run it from Silverthorne, Colorado, which is about 10,000, up to the Eisenhower Tunnel, which is about 12,000. It's about an eight-mile stretch of road. And we'll run it up there. We'll see how long it takes a truck to go up that mountain. We'll see how fuel-efficient it is. And then we'll run it down the mountain to see how good the braking is because going up a mountain is easy, uh, potentially going down and not having brakes can be terrifying. And then we assign points and we assign winners. So, you know, we'll take the same amount of weight and run a Chevy, run a Ram, run a Ford, and see which one does the best. And every year uh, we, you know, divide the trucks into categories. Obviously, they're mid-size, full-size, heavy-duty trucks. And then we also do, and this is kind of interesting, things like the Tahoe and the Suburban, which basically are trucks. So people people have a hard time defining what a pickup truck right, is, right? Most people think a pickup is a truck with a bed. But basically, a Tahoe or a Suburban is a Silverado that has passenger compartment where the bed is. But underneath, the engine, the chassis, the suspension is all Silverado. And that's an interesting fact because I know that you know not, not everybody uh, is that impressed by the North American uh, jury uh, picks every year because it, it seems to be only relevant to certain portions of the community. And, and, and I noticed that some of the finalists were uh, at what I would typically deem as SUVs for their trucks. So the, the Navigator was in there and the Expedition was in there. But to me, you know, I, I know they may be based on a truck, but are they really trucks? That's the question. Well, you know, the, those probably are trucks because, uh, once again, it's like a Tahoe and the Silverado. Silverado uh, F-150 and a Navigator and Expedition are, are pretty much uh, Ford trucks that have passenger in the bag. Everything else is, you know, the truck. But the question is, what happens when you get into, like, in Honda's terms, for instance, obviously the Honda Ridgeline is a pickup truck, but the Pilot is also a truck. You know, they consider the Pilot a truck, and I wouldn't consider the Pilot a truck. I think that's a full-size family crossover or maybe an SUV. The lines are getting very blurred. So so you yeah, had to, you had top <laughs> seven. You had a top seven uh, of your vehicles. Let's, let's talk about uh, some of the highlights and then the winners. So we picked seven uh, this year. These are the best trucks. These aren't our Gold Hitch Awards. We're going to be. We do our test. So you know, 2017, uh, we picked the best trucks of the year, and then we start our 2018 testing about October, and it goes all the way through March, and then we do the the awards in March. So th- these aren't Gold Hitch Awards. These are just the best trucks that we drove this year, and there's certainly some outstanding trucks. Uh, one of them, of course, is the Chevy Colorado ZR2. Uh, it's a midsize truck. It's a really great off-road truck. They took Formula One technology, put it in the uh, shock absorbers, multi valve, multi-matic spool valve technology. God, that's a mouthful. And they gave it a front locker. They gave it a rear locker. You can get it in a baby diesel Duramax. You can get it in a 3.6 liter gasoline-powered engine. And, yeah, it's, it's a really cool off-road truck. Uh, and, you know, it's one of those Baja-inspired trucks that's m- very much like the Raptor. Now, um, Ram has a truck like that, too, the Power Wagon. It's been around, gosh, forever. And it's the only heavy-duty truck that has a front locker and a front that's connected sway bar so obviously being out here in colorado we love off-road truck and this is just a monster of a truck and i gotta tell you my personal truck this year the one that kind of blew me away was the gmc all-terrain x drove it from where did i drive it from i drove it across the u.s and i started in st george utah and drove it to colorado and everywhere i went this is like a black triple black truck right black on black on black big off-road tires white bar just you know big hood scoop with the duramax and so i had i had the gosh monster duramax under the hood and and everywhere I stopped, people just said, that is a beautiful truck. And I would say that was the one that just really impressed me the most. Of course, it's expensive. I think mine was 70 
plus thousand dollars as tested. Yeah, that's well, that's that's uh, that's TV wages right there. <laughs> it certainly isn't YouTube wages, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, Roman. Uh, how can people find out more about the vehicles that you test drive? Yeah, go, go on to our website tfltheFastLaneTruck.com, tfltruck.com, uh, or go to our YouTube channel. Same thing, the Fast Lane Truck. And I guess we'll we'll catch you at all these shows, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to get you in the same studio as us, so we can we can talk cars, trucks, and SUVs. Roman, Mike, it's always great to have you on the show, and we look forward to talking to you on a regular basis. You're listening to Our Auto Expert. I'm Nick Miles. Stay tuned. There's more to come with Nick Miles on Como News. It's our auto expert on Como News. Here's more with Nick Miles. Welcome back to Our Auto Expert. I'm Nick Miles, and we're here with the whole crew. Joining us on the phone is Janelle Grigsby, who is the West Coast Manager for Nissan PR. We wanted to talk to Janelle a little bit because at the LA International Auto Show, it was a brand new Nissan uh, first unveiled, the first one for them in eight years, the new nameplate, not the first vehicle unveiled. That would be kind of sad, but it's the first new nameplate for uh, Nissan in many years. And Janelle, tell us a little bit about the kicks and why we should pay attention to it. Oh, definitely. Thank you guys for having me on. As you mentioned, it's the first new nameplate launched in eight years, and it joins our best-selling Rogue and Rogue Sport in the CUV lineup in Nissan showrooms this June. We're pretty excited about it. The crossover segment has been the fastest-growing segment in North America in recent years, and with the new affordable CUV now emerging as a hot sub-segment, um, we're proud to um, add kicks to our lineup. So when you look at the Rogue Sport, uh, how are they different? from each other? Well, they're different in multiple ways. The target buyer for Kicks, for example, is a millennial, single couples, no kids, with creative technology, adventurous mindset, where rogue sport buyers are looking for more space than a compact sedan while still seeking the maneuverability and fun-to-drive feel that the road sport delivers. So they're two different sizes, two different demographics. Rogue sport demographics also tend to be late 20s, early 30s, single and no kids, but looking for that more space to potentially add that extra child, dog, family member, etc. Now, I know that we uh, we saw one at the San Diego Auto Show recently that was extremely bright orange, uh, but there is this uh, Kicks Color Studio where you can have uh, exterior and roof color options, right? Oh, definitely. You can customize inside and outside, so you can have the bespoke automotive experience that you're looking for. It has great sound system, also comes with our intelligent mobility packages, and you can make it 100 percent yours. I noticed when uh, we saw it unveiled in LA, uh, if you're into music, which most people probably in this uh, demographic of buying this vehicle are, it's got a cool speaker system in the headrest. Yes, a Bose sound system. We're very excited about that. It's one of those options that makes it very bespoke to people. People who um, would choose this vehicle are typically highly selective. As you mentioned, the color choices and color combinations, they can do um, all kinds of one tone, multiple tone, and it comes with a high-end sound system to uh, accompany the vehicle. So let me ask you this, Janelle. When we get into smaller vehicles, I always think they'd be lacking in safety, right? The smaller it is, physics, the, the, the more unsafe it is. But you guys have tried to sort of offset that, haven't you? We have. We believe in definite safety across the board. It's in our whole model lineup. We offer braking, safety braking. We offer lots of safety features, the round view monitors on 
certain levels of kicks. And we really try and put the driver, passenger, everybody in the car first and consider their safety as a top priority. All right, before we go to break, tell me uh, price uh, of this vehicle and uh, sort of how many different versions there's going to be of the new Nissan Kicks. It's going to start off in the neighborhood of about $19,000 and go up from there. There will be several trim levels that you can purchase and you can get whatever you want in terms of color and combination and really make it yours. Excellent. Well, when we come back in the next hour, I want to talk to you about one of my favorite subjects, Star Wars, because Nissan is knee-deep in Star Wars this season and they have some very cool cars uh, that you probably will have to see online. But that's all coming up as our auto expert returns. I'm Nick Miles. Keep your radio tuned to Como News. More Our Auto Expert is on the way. Como News 1000 FM 97.7. Jump right in and put the pedal to the floor. Our Auto Expert with Nick Miles continues. Welcome back to Our Auto Expert. I'm Nick Miles. On the phone with us is Janelle Grigsby, the West Coast PR Manager of Nissan. She will be back in the next hour to talk about Star Wars vehicle. And also later in the show, Anton Wallman will be joining us. He is an independent investor and analyst for EVs, for alternative powertrains, and quite a funny guy as well. Well, interesting fun fact I found out about Nissan is that it actually started as a company building fire trucks around 1914. So if you think that they do uh, big vehicles well, imagine how they do small vehicles. It's kind of a cool little fun fact about that company. And they've been around quite a long time. So more to come on ourautoexpert.com. Also, don't forget, if you want to see some of our cool TV videos, you can go to the website, which is ourautoexpert.com. There, all of our materials come reviews and our TV segments can be seen as well as being able to listen to past episodes of our radio show. That and more when we return with our auto expert here on your favorite radio station. I'm Nick Miles. Como News 1000 FM 97.7. Jump right in and put the pedal to the floor. It's a Northwest Lifestyle Weekend on Como News. Welcome to the Fast Lane. Nick Miles is our auto expert, so drop it into gear. It's a green flag. Here's Nick. Welcome back to our auto expert. I'm Nick Miles. On the phone with us is Janelle Grigsby. She is the West Coast PR manager for Nissan. And Nissan have some very cool vehicles. If you're a Star Wars fan, introduced at the recent Star Wars, I guess it was the premiere on the West Coast, but also at the LA Auto Show, uh, you guys, have built out quite a few of these vehicles now, haven't you, Janelle? Yes, Nissan is very excited to present seven project vehicles where we collaborated with Lucasfilm and each of the vehicles is inspired by the film or a character in the film or a facet of Star Wars that we all know and love. And Nissan um, chose to partner with Lucasfilms on this project to better describe how Nissan empowers the bond between driver and vehicle with advanced technology that can assist you today. It's similar to, you know, droids assist pilots and that sort of thing. Ooh. And it supports- you, you mean I can have a droid in my car? <laughs> 
<laughs> well, we're not promising a droid. We're saying the experience is similar to a droid assisting a pilot where you have pro-pilot assist assisting the driver in the Nissan Rogue and the Nissan Leaf for 18. I love that idea. Uh, so you have seven of them. The last one was the Titan unveiled, but I, I think one of the cool things about them is they all look so much like they could actually come right out of the movies. The, that's the good part. The sad part is you can't actually buy them. No, no, they're not for sale, but they are making their way around the country um, at the U.S. at different auto shows. We'll be lucky enough to get these vehicles. You can come by and see them. A lot of them have light sound, noise. The one you mentioned in particular, the AT-AT, has quite a big noise, as you remember from L.A., in a good way, and it, they're all quite fun. My favorite was the one that we had at the San Diego Auto Show, which was the 2018 Nissan Altima Special Forces TIE Fighter, and it was really cool. Made noise, made shooting noises, was inspired by the Empire's TIE Fighter. So all of those experiences that you get at the movie were all there right in that vehicle. Do you think, Nissan, do you, do you think Nissan would ever consider actually putting a, a laser on top of a vehicle? You know, I'm not sure that would be street legal, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> but um you, you know never say never right right but, uh, um it the cars are also accompanied by the droid repair bay which is the official virtual reality experience of star wars the last jedi and i think you had a chance to try it with your co-host um didn't you nick yes yes i did so explain to everyone that may not know what it is uh, how it works ah well the star wars droid repair bay it's one of my favorite components to the star wars package that nissan has designed and basically it's an eight minute interactive experience that immerses the user in the star wars galaxy allowing them to meet with droids and um, repair them on at the repair bay on General Leah Organa's ship, which is really cool. It kind of like embodies that Nissan pro pilot assist and everything that we have going on moving our vehicles forward. My only complaint about that, Janelle, is it's only eight minutes long, by the way. I wish it was 28 <laughs> minutes, you know, to satisfy my inner nerd. There is this rumor that there is another Star Wars movie coming next year. Can you tell us anything about that? Well, I'm not sure if we've announced any plans as of yet, but there is another Star Wars film coming, <sighs> um, and you will be the first to know when and if we do have plans tied into that. I believe it's coming out in May, but that's public knowledge, so I'm looking forward to seeing it. I'm a big fan. I've seen this one uh, four times now, and I do recommend the 3D for sure. You might be classified as a nerd if you continue uh, seeing this movie that many times, you know. You can we can find out more about the Star Wars vehicles where? At NissanNews.com and on our website at Nissan.com. Excellent. Janelle Grigsby, one of my favorite people in the world. And thank you for telling us about the new Nissan Kicks and the new Star Wars uh, Nissan vehicles. Uh, coming up, we'll talk to Anton Wallman. He's going to tell us a bit about electric cars and why you should never drive your Model 3 in the snow. You're listening to Our Auto Expert. I'm Nick Miles. The Nissan GTR's nickname is Godzilla, a name which oriented from the Australian automotive publication Wheels and was originally given to Nissan GTR's predecessor, the Nissan Skyline. The clutch and gearbox are hand-assembled in Japan. More Our Auto Expert with Nick Miles is coming up on Como News.
It's a Northwest Lifestyle Weekend on Como News. Welcome to the Fast Lane. Nick Miles is our auto expert, so drop it into gear. It's a green flag. Here's Nick. Welcome back to our auto expert. I'm Nick Miles. In the studio with us today is Ryan, Chris, and Jen. Uh, Chris is mute for today's show because he doesn't want to talk. So we give him a hard time because he's a little nervous about the first time. No, wait, you show. can let him talk. Wait. There he was. That was crazy. <laughs> he was breathing. Uh, we can, you can find all of the latest information about cars, trucks, and SUVs at ourautoexpert.com. We've been uh, having a look at some of the best buys for 2017 coming into 18. A lot of those new deals. Uh, I have to tell you that I am very impressed with the Alfa Romeo Stelvio, the first SUV for this company. And the cool thing about it is it's built on the Alfa Romeo driving heritage, which is a whole bunch of fun. Stelvio is named after the most dynamic driving road in Italy. It's actually probably the most dynamic road in the world, in the Stelvio Pass in northern Italy. It's also just received the fastest time on the Nürburgring for any production SUV. I've also been uh, test driving the Chevy Cruze Diesel. They are dropping the price of this by about $3,000 this year because uh, America doesn't seem to be in love with it as much as I am. Whisper Quiet Engine, over 50 miles per gallon. I think that's a a really good choice for buying vehicles. Test drove the Toyota Camry, the Kia Stinger. They are both stellar vehicles. And um, by the way, Kias have been, they've dropped their price considerably for the last few days of 2017 going into 18. Uh, you can get some good deals on those. We have a long-term, we have a fleet of vehicles at our studios, which we get to test drive. We have a long-term Ram 2500. Ryan, you've been test driving that. Yeah, it comes with that big old beefy 6.7 liter Cummins engine. I mean, this thing's made for towing that's really what it's made for it's over 17,000 pounds it can tow the fuel economy probably doesn't matter to you because you're going to be driving a 6.7 liter 2500 diesel around but, but it's better matter? that it's a no, no, come on let's be honest it's better it's a diesel yeah than it is uh, 6.4 liter if it was a gas you'd probably be going <gasps> yeah, every gas station exactly. you'd have to stop at when you but, get to the trucks that size you definitely need a diesel exactly and your tank when you fill it is over 400 miles it says as long as you're not going up any hills or taking off in the rain or anything like that but 800 pounds foot of torque means that you take off in the rain a lot and that's what it does well it, it hauls and it takes off I think people buy big trucks for hauling right it's, it's not really to increase the truck bed because you'd, get, you'd buy a flat bed if you wanted something to get more space in, but it's really about hauling power. It's about towing power. It's about moving heavier equipment, whether you attach a trailer to it or a fifth wheel, or whether you actually put stuff in the bed that's very heavy. It's increased power really means increased capability for those vehicles, right? I'm, I'm trying to look at these people where people don't buy the 2500s or the, the F250s because they want more space. They buy them purely for the amount of power they can deliver. Exactly. And it's only 300 horse. It's not like you're buying it for the zero to 60. You're buying it for that 800 pounds foot of torque and the hauling and towing capability. I do like the fact that when you slam your foot down very hard, you can actually make the back wheels spin out. That's yeah. that's the best portion of it too. The, the amount of torque in the diesel as well. And they've got a lot better. I mean, if you go to step down to the 1500, it's actually much easier to deal with in the diesel. It's not a loud, chuggy, smoky. Although some guys like the loud, chuggy, smoky trucks, it's not a loud, chuggy, smoky truck. The turbo's definitely got a high-pitched whistle, but at the same time, it's still a very 
very quiet diesel. They've gotten a lot louder from 2012 to now. It seems like they've they've put the loud back in the diesel. I know that they they had some quieter eco diesels at one point, and now they're back in that loud diesel knock. So it's awesome. I think you have to be a a fan of diesel to like that. But you talk about something like the Chevy Cruze diesel, the little one. It's a whisper quiet engine. It's one not the Land Rover diesel we had. Yeah, you, you can you and you can't hear that their diesels on the inside. All right, when we return on our auto expert, we're going to delve into EVs. Complete opposite of what we've just been talking about. Anton Wallman joining us to find out why you don't want to drive a Tesla Model 3 in the snow. That's coming up. I'm Nick Miles. You're listening to Our Auto Expert. All right, here's a fun fact about Ram trucks. The Ram 1500 Eco Diesel gets 156 miles a tank more than the Ford Eco Boost. That's 29 miles a gallon. And the most loved feature about the vehicle is the self four-corner leveling suspension, which owners seem to love to be able to put loads in the back of their truck. Homo News 1000 FM 97.7. Our auto expert with Nick Miles will be right back. News 1000 FM 97.7. Jump right in and put the pedal to the floor. Our auto expert with Nick Miles continues. Welcome back to our auto expert. I am Nick Miles. Joining us on the phone, Anton Wallman. He is an independent analyst and he is also an independent investor. Uh, He is what I would call the closest thing we have to an ultimate expert in EVs. Anton, there are stories emerging that the Tesla Model 3 may not be your friend in the snow. That's right. So what we're seeing right now, Nick, is that we are seeing the first few truly independent and qualified reviewers get their hands on a Tesla Model 3 for what I would characterize as multi-day testing. So chances are that only in the next few days we are going to see some of these reviews emerging, and some of these reviews are taking place in colder climates. So, for example, when it comes to the heating system in a Model 3, does the system hold up? We all know that we, when we drive a regular internal combustion engine car, that because the engine gets very warm, that we can get very effective heat without it impacting the range of the vehicle. Uh, electric cars have had a lot of issues with performance in cold weather, but at least many of them have had heating systems that have diverted some of this heat in order to uh, basically heat the cabin. Does this mean that anybody above the Mason-Dixon line shouldn't be buying a Model 3? I mean, for that reason alone? No, I mean, after, first of all, it's a bit premature to say that. I mean, who knows, maybe the car he drove had a, uh, had a problem with it. But I think that uh, given uh, the cold spell in the uh, northeastern states in particular that is occurring right now at the very beginning of the year, uh, I think we're going to see uh, this car being tested really for the first time with uh, I think we should just stay tuned for the next couple of weeks to see what comes out of this. Now, it's more Model 3 owners receiving their vehicles as the company ramps up its production. Uh, what are we at? Where are we going with production numbers? Yeah, it looks like at the very last week of December, 
uh, Tesla started delivering materially more Model 3 units than they had to date. They have essentially the delivery center at the factory in uh, Northern California, and they have a delivery center uh, down south in, in the suburban Los Angeles area, where if you looked at just the last handful of days of December, they apparently were delivering uh, potentially as many as over 100 cars per day from each of these centers. So it looks like perhaps they could end 2017, uh, having um, you know delivered 2,500 cars or thereabouts in in December. Now, are they done with all of their problems, the teething problems that they had in the factory, and is it now just uh, refinancing and business issues, or do they still have some production issues? Well, clearly the production is not yet at the rate that they had originally promised. Remember, Elon Musk in the beginning of July promised Tesla was going to make 20,000 of them in December. That clearly didn't happen. They, did, they didn't make even 5,000. He then promised 5,000 per week. Well, that didn't happen. Now it's 5,000 per week by the end of March. Well, um, can they get there? The, the reality is that 5000 per week means 250000 per year. When it comes to one assembly line, uh, most automakers can really not make more than about 250000 cars per assembly line per year because every car is made at a certain so-called tech time, basically the speed at which the assembly line moves forward, and that's basically one car per minute. All right, Anton, uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, some of the government issues and also about the safety of sitting on a giant electric battery. We'll do that when we return on Our Auto Expert. I'm Nick Miles, and we will be back with more on Tesla. Homo News 1000 FM 97.7. Our auto expert with Nick Miles will be right back. It's a Northwest Lifestyle Weekend on Como News. Welcome to the Fast Lane. Nick Miles is our auto expert, so drop it into gear. It's a green flag. Here's Nick. Welcome back to our auto expert. I'm Nick Miles. On the phone with us, Anton Warman, independent investor and analyst. We're talking electric cars. Anton, there are some new studies out that you know show that an electric car has um, some danger to possibly, for your human body, with cancers. We don't, want to, we don't want to see what part of cancer, since you're sitting on the battery, but ultimately cancers uh, and your cell phone have been an issue for many years that people have talked about, but now you're sitting on this, this giant piece of electricity. Are the health risks starting to come to light of these vehicles, or is it, is it all just speculation? Well, Nick, this is a bit inconclusive as of yet. Remember, we've been, de- we've been debating for the better part of the last 20, 25 years the extent to which cell phones cause uh, damage to uh, basically your, your brain and the organs that sit around your head and your eyes and so forth. And we haven't really come to any uh, definitive conclusion on that yet. Uh, but in a car, mind you, you're sitting on a battery with a giant electromagnetic field that basically is, you know, so far dramatically greater than any cell phone. And these cancers, you know, take, you know, sometimes many decades to conclusively find out what caused them and so forth. And the sad part here is that we probably won't know for many, many years to come. But just think logically that you're sitting on top of a a battery that could be as large as 100 kilowatt hours. You're talking, you know, on the general order of 10,000 times greater than your cell phone. 
that that could uh, that could you know we, we could we could be finding out in a decade or two or three from now that this was not exactly benign and uh, uh, so this is something to watch that is rarely being discussed. So we're not really sure yet if it's your Tesla or your iPhone. They don't really know how conclusive that is. Well, you're talking a, a vast degree of difference here in terms of the strength, right? I mean, a phone has a certain type of magnetic field that may or may not be residing within a, a few inches of your head, right? You may hold this thing a little bit further away from you. But when you're sitting in the car, you're sitting just a few short inches away from a lot of this electronics and a lot of this battery uh, magnetic field. So I think we just have to be very careful and we should really ask for more in-depth studies to be made. What's, let's talk about uh, other safety facts of electric cars because in a crash test, you're, you're you know, it's potentially exposing this battery to firefighters who are cutting through a vehicle and could ultimately be cutting through a battery and that doesn't sound good when you've got metal against battery. No, I mean, there are some dangers there, but on the whole, I will say that the fire risk with electric cars is not really the thing that people ought to be worried about. I mean, consider the fact that a regular automobile with gasoline or diesel is far more flammable and has explosive risk. Now, the type of fire that burns in an electric vehicle is a bit different than in a gasoline vehicle because in a gasoline vehicle you tend to see like a, this big explosion boom it's like in a bond movie whereas the kind of fire that you would see in an electric vehicle tends to be far more slow burning so it's not like this major initial explosion but rather it's a fire that turns out that it's a lot harder to extinguish it but it doesn't typically blow up in this gigantic ball yet just have one thing to say to you galaxy note there you go <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Anton Wallman, it's always nice to talk to you. Uh, Anton is an independent analyst and investor and uh, has an insight and very unique view onto the electrical and alternative fuel market. You're listening to our auto expert. I'm Nick Miles. When we return, we'll wrap up this show. Keep your radio tuned to Como News. More Our Auto Expert is on the way. On Como News, here's more with Nick Miles. Welcome back to our Auto Expert. I'm Nick Miles. On the phone with us, Anton Wallman, independent investor and analyst. We're talking electric cars. Anton, there are some new studies out that 
you know, show that an electric car has um, some danger to possibly for your human body with cancers. We don't want to we don't want to say what part of cancer since you're sitting on the battery, but ultimately cancers uh, and your cell phone have been an issue for many years that people have talked about. But now you're sitting on this this giant piece of electricity. Are the health risks starting to come to light of these vehicles or is it is it all just speculation? Well, Nick, this is a bit inconclusive as of yet. Remember, we've been de- we've been debating for the better part of the last 20, 25 years, the extent to which cell phones cause. Uh, damage to uh, basically your your brain and the organs that sit around your head and your eyes and so forth. And we haven't really come to any uh, definitive conclusion on that yet. Uh, But in a car, mind you, you're sitting on a battery with a giant electromagnetic field that basically is, you know, so far dramatically greater than any cell phone. And these cancers, you know, take, you know, sometimes many decades to conclusively find out what caused them and so forth. And I, I the sad part here is that we probably won't know for many, many years to come, but just think logically that you're sitting on top of a, a battery that could be as large as 100 kilowatt hours. You're talking you know, on the general order of 10,000 times greater than your cell phone. That, that, could, uh, that could, you know, we, we, could be, we could be finding out in a decade or two or three from now that this was not exactly benign. And uh, uh, so this is something to watch that is rarely being discussed. So we're not really sure yet if it's your Tesla or your iPhone. They don't really know how conclusive that is? Well, you're talking a, a vast degree of difference here in terms of the strength, right? I mean, a phone has a certain type of magnetic field that may or may not be residing within a, a few inches of your head, right? You may hold this thing a little bit further away from you, but when you're sitting in the car, you're sitting just a few short inches away from a lot of this electronics and a lot of this battery uh, magnetic field. So I think we just have to be very careful and we should really ask for more in-depth studies to be made What's, let's talk about uh, other safety facts of electric cars because in a crash test you're, you're you know it's potentially exposing this battery to firefighters who are cutting through a vehicle and could ultimately be cutting through a battery and um, that doesn't sound good when you got metal against battery no I mean there, there are some dangers there but on the whole I will say that the fire risk with electric cars is not really the thing that people ought to be worried about I mean consider the fact that a regular automobile with gasoline or diesel is far more more flammable and has explosive risk. Now, the type of fire that burns in an electric vehicle is a bit different than in a gasoline vehicle because in a gasoline vehicle, you tend to see like this big explosion, boom, it's like in a Bond movie, whereas the kind of fire that you would see in an electric vehicle tends to be far more slow burning. So it's not like this major initial explosion, but rather it's a fire that turns out that it's a lot harder to extinguish it, but it doesn't typically blow up in this gigantic ball yet. Just have one thing to say to you, Galaxy Note. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Anton Wallman, it's always nice to talk to you. Uh, Anton is an independent analyst and investor and uh, has an insight and very unique view onto the electrical and alternative fuel market. You're listening to our auto expert. I'm Nick Miles. When we return, we'll wrap up this show. Keep your radio tuned to Como News. More Our Auto Expert is on the way. 
Como News 1000 FM 97.7. Jump right in and put the pedal to the floor. Our auto expert with Nick Miles continues. Well, welcome back to our auto expert. I am Nick Miles. Thanks for joining us over the last couple of hours of this week's show. Uh, we've had an interesting time talking about what the new trucks and SUVs will look like at the Detroit International Auto Show. But also, I'm uh, super interested to find out whether that Ford Ranger will actually be announced in Detroit. Uh, my fingers are crossed. They have talked about it coming back. It might not be until a 2020 model. The one car that people ask an awful lot about whether it's coming back to the United States is the Ford Bronco, and the likelihood of that coming back is probably not this year, but the following year. Also finding out about the Nissan Star Wars, that's uh, cool. If you want to see those Nissan Star Wars, you can go to nissannews.com where they have the pictures of those Star Wars vehicles made by the Lucas Arts guy. And also uh, finding out about the, uh, the latest Tesla debacles. That's always fun. You can find out anything about our auto expert at our website ourautoexpert.com where you can see our videos, our written reviews and also listen to previous versions of the radio show. We will be back next week at the same time to entertain you, inform you and tell you all about the cool new vehicles with CES just around the corner. I'm Nick Miles. Como News 1000 FM 97.7. Jump right in and put the pedal to the floor.